In this episode, we are talking about numerology. We take a look at the origin of it, how similar it is to astrology, and teach you how to calculate some really cool numbers like your life path number and your destiny number. Check it out. Hi, I'm Heather Wood, and I'm an intuition and ego expert. And I'm Jamie Hayhurst, and I'm an energy healer. We're both passionate about smashing the patriarchy, integrity in the spiritual world, and social justice. This is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. Hey, Jamie, I think we should talk about numerology today. What do you think? I think people are going to like this one. What are your thoughts on it before we get into it? Okay, so this is weird. I should have said this to you before we started, but (laughs) I have this sort of like weird judginess about numerology even though I like fully believe in it when I like read about it it's always it always tracks for me it always makes sense but there I have some a little bit of a resistance up about it for some reason and I don't know why interesting I know maybe we'll get to the bottom of it or maybe we'll convince you or maybe you'll like it less I I don't know (laughs) we'll have to see it's a journey we just have to go on I think yeah exactly I feel as though numerology is so similar to astrology for me, which might sound weird before we start explaining it, mm-hmm. that I think that I don't have enough space in my brain to do both all the time. And I tend to choose astrology. Agreed. I can definitely see that. But then when I do something like this or something comes up and I get back into numerology, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it. But it, it never ends up being my go-to. I just go through phases of being into it. Does that make sense? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let's first talk about what it actually is. Okay. That's a good place. (laughs) So there's a bunch of definitions you can find. This is the one I liked the best. So a form of divination in which numbers are believed to exert an influence on our lives and personalities. Okay. I'll allow it. (laughs) I think of it personally as numbers like everything else in the universe have like a vibration and they have like a frequency and they have an energy and numerology to me is assigning certain traits to those numbers exactly that's how i would describe it okay numerology is very very intricate and detailed and much like astrology where it's like dabble in it and play with it but like go see an astrologer I feel like this with numerology, like dabble in it, play with it, but it gets complicated. And as soon as math's involved, I have a little trouble. I'm going to be honest, but go see a numerologist. Right. And they can also delve beyond just like your birth number or whatever it's called. Like they can do a real legit comprehensive reading for you. Yes. They're in much like in astrology, like if you get your chart done, there's so much more information that an astrologer can look at and understand about your personality, your life, the way things work, how you best operate, future, past, like the same thing is true with numerology. They do like a numerology profile as well. And it's, it's incredibly detailed. So I won't get into like all the nitty gritty of that, but I will say if this sort of like introduction to it interests you, I highly recommend getting a professional to do it for you. Agreed. So when I looked into the history of it, I'm going to say the thing 
<laughs> Every mother effing time I research anything for this podcast, I should right. just like pre-record myself saying it and then play it as a soundbite. <laughs> we always use this. Of this course. was in every culture, people knew that numbers had this like real significance to them and, and use them. Right. Where I'd like to start is at your favorite place. The father of numerology. Exactly. There's <laughs> always a father. There's always going to be some guy who's in charge of everything. Exactly. So that was Pythagoras. Okay. You've probably heard of Pythagoras. Um, when you there's like the Paga, Pagathorian theorem and yeah. all these things. Yeah, he was um, a Greek philosopher, mathematician, and scientist. Right. Exactly. I just heard about. Well, I remember him from high school. Exactly. If you Google anything to do with math, you will find a lot about him. Right. And he lived in, I believe, so it's one of those things where the dates, there are different dates for their life. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? How like there's disputed things and we're not always sure. But it, it looks like he died in around 495 BC, just to give you like placement. Okay. So a while ago. Yes. Now he was really big in numerology, but we weren't calling it numerology. Numerology wasn't a term we used until like in the 1900s. Okay. But again, the reason there wasn't a term was because we just all did it. We just all used numbers and looked at them in much more of an energetic way than we do now. So it was just being done. He, using his math brain and math mind, is credited with a lot of the the like theories we apply to like modern day numerology. Okay, cool. Including assigning letters a numeric value. Oh, okay. Also, this surprised me. Saint Augustine. Hmm. He was a theo- a theologian, a philosopher, and a bishop. Most religious people have heard of St. Augustine as a formerly religious person. I remember hearing about St. Augustine. Yeah, same. Um, So he was super into numerology. Again, I'm going to keep using the term numerology, but I want you to know you won't find that term in ancient writings. (laughs) Right, exactly. Certainly not in Christian writings. No, but interesting information on that in a second. I want to read you a quote from St. Augustine to give you like an idea of the importance of numbers at this time. Okay. So the quote is numbers are the universal language offered by the deity to humans as confirmation of the truth. Oh, don't you feel like he's about to give you a secret code? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I want the key to unlock the answers of the universe. Yes. Now, numerology was big in religion early on. Now, we already know it was big in like pagan times, just meaning Mm -hmm. before organized religion, right, across Mm -hmm. all different cultures. But it actually started out as a a big part of um, Christianity, especially in Rome. Mm -hmm. And in the Bible, the numbers three and seven hold a real significance. Okay. So seven, we all kind of know we've heard of because it's like that it took seven days for creation. Oh, right. Yeah. And three has significance because um, Jesus asked God to avoid crucifixion three times. And then those numbers show up in different ways in the Bible later. Okay. So it's like coding. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most of the references to numerology, again, not the term, but to using numbers in this way are erased, but those aren't. And you'll see them in the Bible. Now, the thing that I want, why I'm like going on about this is because I want you to understand that even as, even into Christianity in its early days, we were we were factoring in numbers. Right. And then when we got to this place, which we've talked about before, when we talked about astrology and a bunch of other things, all of the sudden in Rome, especially, so that's going to influence Christianity really heavily. They're saying things like numerology and astrology are no, no good, illegal. Right, right. So it turns is my point. It wasn't originally something that was not included. Gotcha. Okay. Also, Alchemy is based in numerology. Love that. Love that word. Love the idea of it. Alchemy is one of my most favorite words in the whole entire yeah, world. I love that word. And the whole practice of alchemy is based in numerology as well. They are, they go together very closely. Awesome. And then, like I sort of said before, numerology and astrology are incredibly similar to me. Right. You know, looking up stuff about yourself. And I sort of think of the numbers almost as like planets, like what does that number represent? Same as what does a planet represent? And then there's all these different aspects that you mix in. So if you think of numerology as just like the number form of astrology, it will really help you understand what this is. Right. Exactly. I also found references to numerology again, adjust the term in your head. They're not saying this, but to using numbers in this way Um, in ancient cultures, I'm going to list some of the ones that I found. Uh, I found it in Arabic, ancient Jewish, Jewish mysticism. Okay. Armenian culture, Greek culture, Babylonian culture had its own. It still has its own kind of numerology. It's Chaldean. It's C H A L D E A N. Okay. Announcing it right. Chinese and Japanese culture, Indian culture, and also in Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Don't forget Harry. Hermione calls it artithmancy. And it's, does that sound right? Arithmancy. Okay. So that's representing numerology and that's the same thing. Yeah. So there you go. Across all cultures, including Harry Potter. Love it. Okay. So you take all these numbers, right, Jay? And you can use them to give yourself different kinds of quote unquote readings. Exactly. If you love astrology slash and, or you love a personality profile, you're going to enjoy numerology. Right. To me, numerology feels just like, uh, you know how, when we talk about energy that we say that there's, you know, so many modalities to get you to the same end results of energy healing that's how numerology feels to me. Like if you're looking to delve into your personality and understand yourself more, there's so many ways to do that. And numerology is one of them. Yes, absolutely. And I think we could use these things much more in our lives. If we could get rid of the weird stigma that comes with them. Like I'm just even thinking like if you're at work and a new person starts and you could just like run some numbers, literally. Exactly. Exactly you might get a little purview into them and how you might connect best with them. I don't understand why we don't do this right, kind of exactly. Stuff. Yeah. I think we should. So uh, yeah. yeah. Like I said before, all the times I've been like, Oh yeah, let me, let me get back into this numerology or let me calculate the numerology of this. 
I'm like, oh my God, this is so accurate and cool and I love it. But I don't naturally just like pick it up on the regular. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. I think the only time I've seen numerology really is like, I, I think my issue with it is that I've only really seen it when it's been trying to be sold to me. Right. Like there's this, like something on Facebook or something that you take this quiz to find out your life path number, but then all of a sudden you have to spend 50 bucks for it. And I'm always like, this is cool, but no thanks. But there's so much more to it that I'm not seeing. Yeah, I get that. I think that's kind of just a problem in the holistic spiritual world where it's it's so much about like selling a modality and not as much about connecting to a person. Like if I'm watching a video and it's, a numerologist or an astrologer or Reiki or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I really vibe with this person. I like them. I want a reading from them because I can hear their expertise and sort of the way they do stuff. Then I would want to buy the thing. Exactly. It's not that we don't want to buy the thing. It's that we just don't want to blind buy the thing. It's more about the person. Does that make sense? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's a side tangent about my views on (laughs) our industry, but (laughs) yeah. And capitalism in general. Exactly. Right. Okay. I'll move us forward because we'll we'll stay here, guys. If <laughs> the most popular numerology thing to calculate is the life path number. Yes. Okay. So this, if you think of the life path number as similar to your sun sign. Okay. That's what I had figured. This is sort of what your life path number tells you. So it's like your purpose, strengths, weaknesses, talents, all of that stuff. Now, I'm going to post some resources for everybody in the show notes so that you can look up your own stuff. Okay. One of my resources was an article by Aliza Kelly, who we both follow. She's an astrologer. Right. But she did some stuff about numerology. Not uncommon for astrologers to also be numerologists and vice versa. Right. They, they cross over sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. So her quote about the life path number was to help you understand the method to your madness. Oh. I kind of like the frame like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yes. Okay. So here's how you calculate your life path number. You're going to take each component of your birthday and turn it into a single digit. Now- right. I did this for the two of us, so I'll talk it out, you guys, so you hear the example, but I will post it in the show notes for you, like the formula again, so that if you're just listening, you can just listen. Right. (laughs) If you're somewhere where you have a pen and paper, you can do it along with us if you want, but this is what you're going to do. So you're going to take, I'm going to start with my birthday, and then I'll do yours for an example. So I was born on April 26 in 1983. Yes, you were. So my birth month is four. My date is 26. So we have to make that a single digit. So you add two plus six and that gives you eight. Right. I was born in the year 1983. So when you add one plus nine plus eight plus three, you get 21. And then you do two plus one equals three. Gotcha. So this is what your everyone's going to do, guys. You're going to create keep adding the numbers together until you get a single digit number. And then you're going to add all those together. So four plus eight plus three equals 15. And then one plus five equals six. So six is my life path number. Okay. Do we get that? Yep. Sort of get that. Okay. I'll do it with Jamie's. Jamie was born on July 22nd, 1979. Yes, you heard it here. She's older than me. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's very true. So seven, we keep that number there because it's a single digit. 
22 we add together. So two plus two is four. Mm-hmm. 1979, we add that together, we get 26. Two plus six is eight. So now we're adding seven, four, and eight. So that equals 19. One plus nine equals 10. One plus zero is one. So your life path number, Jamie, is one. Gotcha. You can also look up life path compatibility, I just would like to say. So I looked it up. And the numbers that are most compatible with the number one are three, five, and six. And I'm a six. Nice. (laughs) Perfect. I would also, before I tell you what our numbers mean... I would also like to tell you that there are some cases where you don't actually add the numbers together and they're called master numbers. Okay. So 11 and 22 across the board, people consider master numbers, but also the number 33 is considered a master number. So it's basically, and again, it depends on the the numerology, like the way that you're doing it, the method, the thing, and, and who's doing it. Like if you would... Just instead of saying one, say 11 or or like, or instead of saying two, say 11, you know what I mean? But it's basically 11, 22 and 33, those numbers, one, two, and three, it's like that, but like on steroids. And you sort of cross over into the realm of like angel numbers. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like a more intensified version of like the root number when you have those numbers. In what I'm doing, I didn't use master numbers in anything because that makes my brain hurt too much. So, but I'm just saying that is a thing if you hear about it or you're calculating in like on a website and it says this is a master number, that's right. what that is. I'm going to tell you a little bit about your life path number. Now, <laughs> I used a bunch of different sources and the one that I liked best, I was reading and I didn't like yours. <laughs> so I used a oh. different a different one. But I want to say this because huh. if you like anything, if you read your number and you're like, you know what, that doesn't actually jive with me, then go find, go look it up in a different way. Exactly. Find a different one. I do that with astrology all the time. I'm like, this, this forecast doesn't, or horoscope doesn't make sense. Let me go see a different one. And it's just worded different. And I'm like, oh, now I connect with it. Right. Exactly. Full permission to do that. I did this with Jamie's because I did not enjoy Like I read it and I was like, this doesn't feel like Jamie. And then I read it on a different site and I was like, this feels like Jamie. Oh, okay. Okay. So Jamie's life path number is one. So I'm going to just read this description of one. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. People born with a life path number one are on a lifelong mission to exert their independence and step into their personal power. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. They carry a natural air of authority as a leader who likes to be the first to try something new. They have a strong desire for manifestation and it keeps them moving and constantly improving. So there's, there's a lot more, but I'm going to give you like a couple of little highlights. They have a secret fear, fear of failure, which makes them ultra driven in the pursuit of how they want something to turn out. Um, And then they have a fear of isolation but tend to do it in their life. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that all tracks. Can can confirm, yes. Yeah. What I thought was cool is that it isn't just, like it's multidimensional. It isn't just like Mm -hmm. this, number one, start new, be a lot. Like it it really, the description gives you like like a purview into you. And all of those highlighted parts, I feel like they're very specific and I feel like they fit you. 
Right. It, it doesn't read as generic. Like you could just throw out three adjectives and some, you know, if someone was feeling critical or like criticizing it, they could say like, oh, that would apply to anybody. What you just read is very specific. Yes. How do you feel about that description? I love it. I think it really tracks for me. Okay. Awesome. All right. I'm going to read you mine now. Okay. Wait till you hear the first word descriptor. The first word in the description of number six is, is nurturing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So everyone has to go back to the natal charts episode if you haven't already heard it. And then you'll understand Heather's big issue with not seeing herself as nurturing. And that's her rising sign is that she's a nurturer. Isn't it funny? Like even numerology was like, you know what? Come to terms. Come to terms. <laughs> You're like, get over this block about nurturing. It's also a personal joke between Jamie and I, which is why it's so funny because she's always reminding me that I'm a nurturer or pointing out when I'm nurturing. So yes, it's actually are. Okay. I don't see it, but I believe you. And I know you're right, but it's just funny. Okay. So <laughs> nurturing, supportive, and empathic healers, ability to problem solve in both the emotional and physical realms. They like to help others in a straightforward yet gentle approach. A strong sense of responsibility cares deeply for friends, family, and lovers communicates well with children and animals displays a soft tenderness and caretaker spirit works hard to build trust and understanding with others. I love that for you. What do you think? I think most all of that tracks. I, I also love it. The part I don't do. I display a soft tenderness and caretaker spirit. That's the only part that I was like, I don't know about that, but the rest I, I agree with. I think you do. You think I, I think you think I'm tender. I think you're very kind. I think people see you as being very kind. I would agree with that. Like in a, what I do with my energy field, I do think I try to soften it a lot. So I think, right. I think that right. in that way. Yeah. Yep. So very cool. Again, I'll post the links again. I, I have a couple different ones that I really liked. I'll post them both because you'll see that Jamie and I, I used two different resources because I did not like the first one for Jamie, but I'll post them for you guys that so you can all take a look. And you know what I love to do? It's like a little cheat sheet. I do this for everything in life is that if I want to learn about something, I will Google it and then I'll hit like image search. Ooh, very good. So idea. I will give you like little visual snippets of like, say you're Googling what life path number one means. You you can see all these visuals. You can see the words and then click on the one that you feel like would resonate with you. Perfect. And then you're just getting a little snippet so you can like see if you're interested before you read a whole article about it. Yeah, that's a great tip. Great pro tip. Um, I want to tell you next about the destiny numbers. Okay. But I think this would be a good point to take a quick break and come back Mm -hmm. and talk about what we're obsessed with and then get into your destiny number because that sounds like such a big deal. Let's do it. Okay. We'll be right back after this short break. You guys have heard our ad for Restoration Coffee, so we thought we'd do a quick Restoration Coffee Real Talk or Resto Real Talk. What do you think, Jay? Well, I mean, I love Real Talks, and <laughs> I love Restoration Coffee, so this is really, like, where I where I live. Yeah, it, it's, it's a good lane for us. <laughs> this is my lane. 
Well, the first thing that I love about Resto that I think everyone needs to know, here in Massachusetts, where we live, there are a ton of coffee shops, but there aren't actually a ton of great coffee shops. Resto is a great coffee shop. The baristas know what they're doing. They know what they're making. They understand the science of it. They're not just like pushing buttons and coffees dumping out. They're really making excellent high quality coffee. They are. They're the best. So good. And then the, beyond the baristas and what you're getting, you can also get the beans. Yes. And oh my God, it's the best coffee, don't you think? Yeah. And like they're roasted themselves. Resto roasts their own beans. They're ethically sourced. They're not dunked in syrup or whatever happens to make like, crazy flavors. Like they're really great, high quality, high end beans that you're getting. And you don't even have to be from around here to get them. You can order them from wherever and they'll ship them to you. And then the other thing I realized after going there so much was that a lot of places offer vegan or gluten-free or dairy-free stuff. And whenever I see it, I'm always like, Mm, I don't know if I want that. When I go to Resto, a lot of times I order things and they're already gluten-free and dairy-free and I don't know it and they're delicious. Like they're just so good. It's so good. Even if you don't have a reason for needing to not have that stuff, have it. It's delicious and you'll feel great after you eat it. Yeah. So it's like this magical blend of taking care of people that need certain dietary help, but also making it really delicious too. Exactly. All right. I'm sold. Let's go. Let's go to Resto. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. So this week, we are obsessed with, not shockingly, something that we found on TikTok. No way. How would anyone have ever guessed that, Jay? (laughs) Seriously, TikTok, come through with the sponsorship because we are always talking about TikTok and what we find on there. Yeah. And you know what else? I want to know if our listeners also have the friendship love language of sending each other multiple TikToks. And when I say multiple, I mean tens of TikToks to each other a day. Easily. Yeah. Like if I see a TikTok I like, I just automatically send it to you. Sometimes I haven't even finished listening to it and I'm like, send. Same. Exactly. (laughs) It's definitely like this sort of new age love language. Yeah. I'm just curious if other, other friends do that too. Okay. Continue with what we're obsessed with. All right. And so this is something that I saw on TikTok and I did it and then I sent it to Heather and then she did it. And now we want you to do it because it's, it's probably going to blow your mind. It blew ours. <laughs> and I'm, and this is not something new. This is something that you and I have heard about so many times. I don't know if it was the wording of it. Anyways, I'll explain it to you and then we can go into it. But mm-hmm. it was this woman, I'll post it on the Instagram so that you guys can watch it. You can watch the actual TikTok, but she was, it's this TikTok about calling your power back, right? And we've all heard that call your power back to you because we as humans do that. When we think about something, when we worry about something, when we send like quote unquote thoughts and prayers, we're sending our energy out to everyone everywhere, right? Yes. And if you're not calling that back, if you're not aware of where your energy is, you can find yourself being really depleted, really tired. You can have a lot of actual like physical symptoms from that. Right, Heather? Yeah. Huge empath problem. Even just having empathy for anyone right, is going to cause you to send your energy towards them. Right. And people also love your energy probably, right? Like if you're an empath and you're a kind feeling person, intuitive person, 
there are probably a ton of people that love your energy and are seeking it out. They're all up in your energy business. Yes. And and I will say that I, I would venture to say probably like nine times out of 10, they don't even know it. It's not like they're what, you know, they're not like these like energy vampires that are like seeking to steal your energy. They don't know. They just love the way it feels to be around you. Absolutely. Most of the time it's very sub like subconscious. They're not aware. Right. That yeah. But they're, right. they're still all up in your business. Yeah, they are. And so you're sending your energy out. People are seeking out your energy. And so it's important to call it back so that you can clear all the funk of that out. Mm-hmm. So this woman has this TikTok and she has you say this affirmation. And the affirmation is, I call my power back from all those who have been stealing it without my consent. So that's where it's different from what we were talking about. Like, this is sort of like people who are taking your energy without you knowing it or agreeing to it. Yeah. And it's not super flowery, love and lighty language. Yes. I don't have a problem with, but sometimes it's not real enough. Like you wouldn't actually say some of the things. And I think that affects how you like send it out to the world. Right. You have to address what's happening so that you can call it back. Yes. I did not expect what happened to happen when we did this. Right. So she says it. She she says it. Ha, you know, she tells you you can repeat it. And then she says, pay attention, because as soon as you cut this energy off and call it back, your intuition or the universe or what, however you think of it is going to show you who was using your energy without your permission. They're going to start popping back up in your life. And wouldn't you know Literally within like a half an hour, I'm getting a text from someone who I haven't heard of, heard from in so long. Yeah. And, and not just like a random text, like, uh, like, I don't want to give away who or what it was, but like a very, like, like a text really much vying for your attention. Is yeah. They I'm were, thinking. yeah, they were seeking my attention in this text message. And I, I was like, holy shit. I couldn't believe it. And there, and, and don't get me wrong. There's no ill will from me or from this person. No, but really, this really highlights for you where your energy is going and who's, and who's seeking sort of that for themselves also. Exactly. And I think for you, when you did it, it was less than a half an hour. I feel like it was like almost instant. It may have been pretty close to that. Yeah. I, you did it like the night before and then I did it the next day, I think. Does that sound right? Yep. yep. And the same thing happened to me where I got a text from a very, like if we were to both say like the same person in our lives, but in like different people yeah. that play the same role, it was that for me. Right. And they were, they're both people we both really care about and love. It wasn't a bad yeah. thing. It was really, really interesting. And it continued to happen for both of us where we were yeah. like, huh, ooh, oh, interesting, where these things cropped up. And then I did it again and like shifted the wording a little bit. So I think everyone should do it with the exact wording to start. And then yep. after you see what happens, see if you can shift it. So I, I did something where I added in the language, only people who are, only people can use my energy who have the highest and best intentions for me. Right. Not for themselves. Exactly. And then a group of people in my life who don't have that literally showed up in like in physical, like I 
eyeball to eyeball with them the next day. <laughs> they arrived in front of you. Yeah. So right. I'm telling you, it's amazing. And also really interesting information because my I wasn't giving my energy to any of these people. These right. people were using my energy. And in the first instance, I don't think they were using it for bad, but maybe they were feeling a little bit of a disconnection. Mm-hmm. And in the second instance, I think the reason they were connected to me energetically is because they were talking some smack about me. Exactly. So they're, they're unknowingly tapping into your energy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, it's invested enough in them that it's connecting. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. So you guys, our minds were blown by this, like literally blown. And we do this stuff all the time. Like our minds get blown very easily. If anything, I feel like we have become old and, and skeptical and critical. (laughs) Right. So for us to be like this affirmation is really awesome. Take like, really try it. You guys, it really is cool. Yeah. Like I, I do affirmations and I'll see something like little glimmers of, of it manifesting or working and I'll be, I'll note it and I'll, and I'll be like, Oh, that's cool. That's, that's what that was. But this was so in your face. And and it's interesting to see, like, if if you're listening and you're like, well, what do you mean? Like they have your energy. I intentionally send my energy out, say to like my children exactly, or to my husband, mm-hmm. you know, like they, they have my energy. I'm purposely sending it with them throughout their lives for, for many reasons. But there are people who, who feel like, I think as an empath, a lot of times, even someone like me who presents as sort of like bitch facey and intimidating or whatever word you want to use. You mean powerful, but that's how it comes off to other people. That's how they feel about me. Like, I know we don't like the word bitch face, but that's how people feel about me. But underneath that, their subconscious senses, like sort of the warmth and the power of my energy. Yeah. Not to mention that I think people are drawn to a powerful woman, even right. If like on the surface, like their ego can't deal with it, they know like, oh, I want to be around that. Even if they're talking smack about you, they still, you're interesting them. Let's say it that way. Exactly. So I want, I want you guys to do it. I want to hear about it. We'll, like I said, we'll post it, you know, after this airs, we'll post it. You can watch it Mm -hmm. and we would love to hear what your experience was. Please tell us. We can't wait to hear it. We'll keep We'll keep names and relationships a secret. We won't spill. So you can tell us, but it's really eye opening. And, you know, I just wanted to mention one more thing about it that I, I noticed and I thought was unique about this is that most affirmations are you asking to get something. Mm. And this is kind of like releasing or cutting a cord, which I feel like makes it kind of unique. And I don't think we always need to do that. Right. Exactly. Like you're looking to call something into your life with an affirmation. Generally, this is looking more to like clear space before you would do that. Like you would do this affirmation, clear the space, clear the energy, and then call in whatever you're looking to call in. Exactly. I think it's a real like underutilized way of using affirmations. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent point. All right. So try it guys and report back. Are you ready to talk about the destiny number, Jamie? I am, yes. You don't know this one, which is what's exciting. You knew your other one. I calculated anyways. You knew your life path, but I don't think you know this one. 
No, I have, I've never heard of it, but anything that involves the word, the word destiny, I am on board for. <laughs> anything. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Okay, so this is how you express your greater goals. Oh, okay. This is like how you go out to get stuff in the world. Interesting. And this is based on your name. Oh, that's why you were asking about my middle and last name. (laughs) (laughs) So can I tell people what your middle name is? Because this is a funny Mm -hmm. story. Jamie's middle name is Helen. Mm -hmm. And I wrote the whole thing out and I kept feeling like it was spelled with two L's, like actual hell. And I was like, no, it isn't. And I... So I was like, I have to confirm, but I don't want to tell her I think her middle name is spelled like hell. So I just want to confirm that I have the right one because otherwise the reading would be wrong. But that's that's what happened behind the scenes. I want to change it. I want it to be like hell, like a place. I want it to be hell. That's what I want now. <laughs> that's my destiny is hell. Jamie Hellhurst. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I just have to share that. All right. So basically you take your first middle, if you have a middle name and last name, if you have two middle names, then you take all of them and you're going to add them together. Okay. And again, I'll post in the show notes, the, um, the like translation. So you can look up what letter has what numeric value. I'll post that for everybody. And are we doing maiden names? Cause that's when you were born. Excellent question. We did both. Okay. Because they, and this, would apply not just to if you had a married name, but if you changed your name or if you suddenly went by a different name or if you wanted to do it with your nickname versus your birth name, it's a good idea to do all of these things because the name that you were born with is supposed to have the strongest influence, like numerically. But when you get married, for example, and change your name, they say that there's an energetic change or shift in you as well because of the the name numeric change. Well, and that makes sense because energetically it makes sense. Like my, my son is William, but we do not call him that. He's Billy. So the energy of him, of his personality, I would think would be more on Billy. Right. So in these instances, you would want to calculate all of the numbers that apply and then right. Your, your birth name, the number that's the name that's on your birth certificate is the one that you're going to put like the most stock in. And then you're going to see the influence of others. And for some people, like it could be that, like, let's say for your son, for instance, if Billy all of a sudden when he turned 18 decided to go by William or decided to go by Will, like that would mean that you're going to look at the numbers influence at the time of changing. Gotcha. Or if you're someone who's trans, who's transgender, that would be really impactful. Exactly. And so you want to look at it like all of these numbers apply, but look at the timing and what's happening in your life and how this other number might be influencing the first one. Okay. Got it. Okay. So I did both our birth names and our married names for us. Okay. So basically what you do is you just take your name. So my name is Heather Marie Wood currently when I, my birth name is Heather Marie Silva. And you take each letter and you look up the numeric value and then you add it together and make it like a single digit. Like we said before, same as the life path number. Gotcha. Okay. So my married name gives me the number six 
And before, yep. And before being married, I had the number three. Okay. So I was a three. And then when I got married, we add in the six as another influence here. Okay. For you, Jamie, before you were married, when you were Jamie Helen Angley, Mm -hmm. you were a number two. Okay. And now as a married woman, Jamie Helen Hayhurst, you are a number four. I'd like to note that we're not giving out our social security numbers after this. (laughs) We have our birth dates and our maiden names. We will also give you our mother's maiden name. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to end the personal divulging here. We're going to go change our passwords now. Uh, (laughs) I think something's interesting here though, Jay, because I went from a three to a six and you went from a two to a four. We literally both doubled our number. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you a little snippet of the numbers here. Okay. So Jamie, we're going to, I'm going to tell you a little snippet of number two first. Okay. This is the one that you were born. Okay. So this is all about sensitivity balance and harmony. You assume the role of the mediator linked to psychic abilities, empathy, compassion, kindness, and intuition. Conflict averse can end up feeling underappreciated and under acknowledged, sensitive, avoid seeking external validation, and instead realizes that perfect equilibrium needed already exists within. Wow. Does that work for you as a kid? Yes. Conflict aversion. Yes. Definitely (laughs) me. A lot of that is me. Okay. So now let me tell you number four. So you want to hear this as like, this becomes more prevalent in your life around the time you get married. You're not losing the number two, but now you also have the influence of the number four. Okay. Okay. Four is an earthy energy center centered around fortifying its roots believes in the physical world and knows that investing in a solid infrastructure is necessary for building a lasting legacy, practical, hardworking, responsible, creates logical systems and can support scalable growth. It has to be careful not to devolve into rigidity. Must remember there are rules to in, that are meant to enhance, not inhibit. I would like to just put a star next to that part for you. Yes. Um, it's easy to become stubborn, but fours are good at learning to loosen up and think outside the box and feel liberated and inspired by finding bravery to take a few bold risks. Wow. That was good. (laughs) Do you feel like that you see that shift when you were married, like, or somewhere in that time? Yeah, I think that really tracks for how I changed when I like started to create my own family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Right. Okay. Let me tell you my two. So I was born a three here, according to my name. Mm -hmm. So symbolically, three represents the output of two joined forces. It's the essence of creation. Um, Three is a highly, highly gifted at expression, seamlessly sharing innovation and pioneering concepts through art, writing, and oration. Their work inspires, motivates, and uplifts others likes to find joy in making other people smile, can be quite moody, feels misunderstood, mm-hmm. has escapist tendencies, easily migrated towards practicing peaceful mindfulness, active imagination, important to find quiet moments to reset, restore, and recharge. What do you think? I think that's very accurate. How do you feel? Same. 
Okay. Super accurate for you. Okay. Now six, I already told you, right? Support, nurturing, supportive, empathic, healer, um, all of that stuff before. And I, I got to say, they're not super different than numbers. Okay. But the things that you add in with the number six is basically showing you my kind of spiritual awakening. Gotcha. Like I was all the empathic parts. I just wasn't allowing myself to show that to other people or be comfortable with it. And I feel like the six is really that transition. Now, what I've noticed with myself, kind of like how you said when you started your own family, I don't feel like that number would make sense for right when I got married. But I feel like maybe a few years in, once the energy of that that number and name was on me a bit more, that's when it kicked in. So I'm I'm curious if that's what it's like for other people too. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I think, I think for the energy, you have to allow changes like that to settle and allow your system to acclimate to the changes of that. Exactly. My own theory, backed by Jamie, is when your name changes, you might not see that energetic shift right away. But once it's been your name for a little while, you've said it, you sort of think of it. Remember that period after you change your name where you still think the other name? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you write the other name. It's like when it changes a year and you keep writing that. Yeah. (laughs) I think once that's sort of over and it's just sort of when someone asks you your name, you naturally say the other name without having to correct it or adjust it. I, that my theory is that that's when that energy is really there. Right. I agree. Yeah. And I'm, again, I'm interested to hear what you guys listening think of this too, if this is your experience or not. Yeah, me too. Also side note that I find interesting is that men are a lot less likely to have a name change. Mm, true. So I, In this culture, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if, there's something connected to women having this sort of like extra number added in, like sort of an extra evolution or step into like another level of consciousness or however you want to say that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Do that what you will. I think a lot of men maybe go by one name and then that might change. I I could see that more for them, but I mean, a total last name change seems interesting energetically. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's like 1 billion other things you can calculate, but I'm just going to tell you a couple more. <laughs> okay. All right. Another thing that I found interesting was your birth date numbers. So okay. for you, you were born on July 22nd, so 22 would be yours. I was born on April 26th, so 26 would be mine. You can look up the meaning of those. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So I would like to read you yours and mine and get your reaction. Okay. Okay. So 22 is this birthday number gives you the power to create great things. You are determined and hardworking and your ability to cooperate with others makes you an effective teammate or leader. What do you think about that? I think that makes sense for me. I think so too. It seems again, like a one aspect of you. Right. Or me in certain places. There are some places where I don't want to work on a team. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest. There's a lot of places that you don't want to work on a team. (laughs) That's true. But when I do, I'm a great team member. And you're better in the leader role. Uh, Yes, I can be. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're best served as a leader in some form. Right. Yeah. The team, if you, if you're looking to pick a team captain, I suggest Jamie. Tell that to the kids in high school. Okay. (laughs) 
I'll go back. I'll, I'll time travel back and let them know. <laughs> but this sort of feels to me like, again, in numerology, if you read like your, your, maybe not your rising sign, something a little smaller, like what, what house is the moon in for you? Or what, you know, what's your Neptune in? Or like, do you know what I mean? Like it would give you that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, mine being 26. This one is if you were born on the 26th day of the month, you have a desire to succeed and will feel most accomplished when your birth, your work benefits others, your intuitive awareness of what people want allows you to come up with innovative solutions to meet their needs. Oh my God. That is you. That one is spot on. I think totally 100% spot on. Yeah. Where yours, I'm like, yes, there are aspects of Jamie, but if I, if someone read that to me, I wouldn't be like, that's gotta be Jamie's. Right. Exactly. But if someone read 26, I would be like, oh, that's mine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And so, but it's important to say this, guys, because not every single one you do will feel like a a big hit. Right. And don't take it as you read the first one and it doesn't resonate and then you quit the whole stupid thing, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be like that. You can just keep looking. Yeah. And and look at different sources like we did before. Jamie and I always do these kinds of things and something doesn't quite fit. Like that's really normal. So if it's happening to you, also normal and keep, keep going with numerology. It's probably just one aspect that doesn't doesn't like ring super true for you. Exactly. Okay. You can also do numerology with dates in history. Ooh. Dates in the future. Ooh. Places, moving to a new town, street name, combine you can do your address. Oh, oh, oh. Love that. Yeah. Work, workplace, work address, state. And see, that's a lot like astrology where you can do like the birth of this country, right? We're talking about like all these returns coming up, the Pluto return for the United States from when it was formed and how it's basically going to crumble our entire society in a couple months. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> no biggie. <laughs> but I mean, those are, those are calculated on dates. So it makes sense that you would be able to do that astrologically, but also with numerology. Exactly right. Okay. So something else you can do very similar to that is you can get the energy of a whole year. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to tell you 2021 and 2022's numbers and what they mean. And it's going to give you astrology vibes for sure. And you're going to be like, well, that you can't disprove this then. Okay. Okay. 2021 is a five because you add those together. It's five. Mm -hmm. Five is about change and adjustments. Yes, it is. Isn't it? 2022 is a six. That's about accepting and assuming responsibility. Oh, see, Boom. we are going to have to assume responsibility for the plight of this country. Please. Can we, can we do it sooner? Probably not. It's probably going to line up exactly with that food overturn next year. But yep. again, to me, that, that doesn't feel like a bummer to me. That's like, Oh, that makes me feel a little bit better. No, it feels, it feels to me like the death card, like everyone's scared of the death card, but you actually know that after the, the destruction or the the symbolic death, there's then transformation and a chance to change. Exactly. So that's, those are the numerology readings for the, the whole year, like looking, pulling back and looking at it, but you can also do forecasts for months and days. Nice. There are websites that you can look at like today's numerology reading and see what it says. I love that. Very horoscopy. Yeah, we should be doing that more often. So weird that we're not. I know. Why don't we have an app on our phone for that? Let's look for one. 
I'm sure there's many. Got to be. Yeah. Okay. Also, if you guys, anyone listening is a numerologist and could contact us, please, I would love to like learn more from you and hear what you have to say and what you think about all this. Please and thank you. Yes, definitely. So you could do all kinds of forecasts with dates, and then you can also make them specific to you. Okay. Again, like astrology. So you could look up in astrology, the energy of this day. Mm-hmm. But you could also look it up for you specifically being like whatever your sun sign is or your big three or whatever. You could also do that. Okay. You can That's do awesome. this in numerology too. Wow. And you can get very, very specific. And this is where I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a little bit, but I'm going to say, this is where you want to talk to an astro- uh, to a numerologist. See, I'm confusing the terms because they're so similar to me, but this is where you want to go get a reading because- the detailed information and like the level that you go to becomes more complicated. Right. And like we always say, like we t- we talked about with hypnosis is that th- this is something that someone has invested time and money and study and thought into and just let them guide you through it rather than just trying to skim the surface of it on your own. Exactly. Something that you can do though, I'll give you like a small little thing before we wrap up here about like how you can take this information and personalize it a little bit. Okay. You can find out what your personal year number is. Okay. And then you're going to combine it with the current year and get what your year is going to mean to you energetically. Oh, okay. So this is how you calculate that. I calculated both of ours. So you take your, your birth number and your birth date number and you add them together. So for me, I'm April 26th. So that's four plus two plus six. Okay. That equals 12. So you add together one and two and you get three. So three. Okay. Then for you, you're 722. So that July 22nd. So you add seven plus two plus two, which equals 11. One plus one equals two. Okay. Okay. So those, you can just have those numbers to know, and then you can do this for any year. Okay. If you do it for the year that we are currently recording this in, which is 2021, that's a five. So you're just going to add that number to your personal year number. Okay. So for me, it's an eight. And for you, it's a seven. Seven, right. Okay. Okay. So then what that tells you is what the year 2021 means specifically for you. Okay. All right. So I'll tell you yours first. So you're a seven. I'm excited. Okay. In innately spiritual time, quiet time can help you feel like you exist more in a dream than in reality. Ooh. It's a year of a sabbatical. Don't push too hard. Be a gentle breeze, not a blustering storm. Oh, God. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the... It can make the quiet time can make you feel like your life is a dream more than a reality. How does that hit you? Cause that's a little trippy that I would take and twist just a little bit. I think that I've, I think this year has been like sort of a lot of introspection for me. I wouldn't say it feels like a dream. I would say it feels like more like going inside internally and doing some work there. Hmm. Yeah. Right. I feel like, yes, I feel like it's less about doing in more about like releasing the things that don't serve you and, and making like inner adjustments so that you can then go on and take on the world. 
Right. And there's also been a lot of focus on myself physically, like what's physically happening inside my body. Yes. Where can we make adjustments there? And that requires that sort of that's like the isolation. Um, right. And don't you feel like that work always feels like you're not making a lot of forward mo- movement, but you're actually making so much, like more than anything else you could do? Right. It definitely feels very sort of stagnant when you're actually always moving. Right. So you would be in this year in a year seven. Okay. Now I'm in a year eight. So (laughs) I'm laughing because you're going to like this. This is about showing up for yourself, standing your ground and making power moves. Oh, you did that. You're doing that. Yeah. Wow. You did that physically and like you did that personally and in your career. Yeah, both. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you definitely did. So your that means that your next year, your 2022 will be an eight. Okay. So I will take that. Can you also see the cyclicalness of that though? That like you literally have a seven year where you kind of go in and you do this like inner work and then yep. you go and you make the moves. Like I love that. I love that too. Yeah. So good. And I also think that it's nice that we're both slightly apart on it so that we both don't bring the same energy to everything. That's That's a good thing, you guys. Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely a good thing. That's balance. That's where balance lies. Right. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a lot of stuff in the show notes for you guys, some links that you guys can use. But I'm also going to say, do Jamie's suggestion of the Google image search for stuff that you want to look up. Calculate your stuff. Calculate everyone you know, your kids, your, your spouses, your friends, your coworkers. And see how it tracks. It's fun. That's what I. That's that's how we feel about numerology. Like, oh, let's play with it for a little while, and then I kind of forget about it for a bit, and then I find it again. And I just think it's a fun thing to use. Yeah, I agree. Thank you for explaining it all. My pleasure. And I think too, when you're going and you're using astrology, check the numerology and see if it lines up. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's go um, do something that doesn't have to do with numbers and math because I can't do any more today. Yeah, you need a break. Okay. See you later, Jay. Can I ask everyone listening to do us a favor? Can you please go wherever you're listening to this, whatever platform you listen to the IGG on, can you go on for us, please? And like, whatever it's asking you to do, like, like, follow, download, rate, write a review. We would love for you to do that for us. Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website, embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls. Again, that's embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls.